Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Good morning and welcome to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. My name is Carla Taylor. I am your host here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about thriving in turbulent times. And oftentimes when I talk about different types of topics, it's if you happen to be in that moment, this might speak to you. However, today, everyone collectively around the globe is in turbulent times. And that is why this is the topic for this month's first Friday, Strategies for Success, which you might notice if you're listening live that this is not the first Friday that I am doing this show. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, But today's show we want to focus on, and I want to share with you how you can change your focus from surviving to thriving, even in these most turbulent times. And right now, the entire planet is being shaken in a way that none of us could have ever predicted. So staying firmly planted and growing or thriving right where you are is the best. And for many of us, most of us, that we actually have to be right where we are, whether we wanted to or not. We are, almost all of us right now are currently on stay-at-home orders. So so staying where you are and growing you where you are for most of us really is not just the best, but the only option right now. And so today I want to bring you inspiration and encouragement because we are all truly in a way that maybe none of us have even experienced in our lifetimes. We are truly in this together. And that is actually one of the very most important things to know about how to thrive in turbulent times is that we cannot do it alone. And for many people, you do have family there with you, but for many people, you don't. You've got yourself, just yourself at home. And especially if you live alone, or for those of us like me who are single parents, so even though I have three children here with me, uh, I'm facing most of this alone as as a single adult in the home. And that is hard. It's hard anyway. It is challenging anyway. But when we can't even go out and about into the world and interact with human beings like we're used to doing for most of us, it's shocking and jarring. And it's a brand new reality that I know for me, I am waking up every day and having to remind myself, oh, yeah, this is where we are. And that doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel good. It oftentimes feels pretty awful. And I've learned some of the things that I can do in the midst of this 
to to not just be in survival mode, but to actually focus on thriving. And we go towards whatever we focus on. So that's the most important thing to, to remember. Whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever it is that you're doing, is to focus on where you want to be and where you see yourself, even in the midst of everything else. Even when the storm is swirling all around you, even when it's unseen, to still focus on where you want to be. So if you're afraid, you're going to focus on the thing that you're afraid of. That's just our natural human reaction. But we also have the power of our minds. We have the power of free will of where we put our minds. And so if we focus instead of the fear on what we want to be true, what we want to be true internally, even if we can't affect or change the external circumstances. I mean, what we want to be true, to for me, what I want to be true is that we can go outside and enjoy the sunshine and go to all the normal places we're used to going or maybe new and exciting and amazing places. Right before this happened, I was having the most epic year. <laughs> I was absolutely in full joy and gratitude and living my absolute best life and every day was an amazing magical day and I was traveling and seeing different parts of the world and meeting the most amazing people and having the most opportunities coming into my life and I even did a previous episode about, I don't remember the exact title, but something about (laughs) living the life of your dreams I think was the theme. And this was not my dream. It was not my dream to be stuck at home. I've actually been sick. My dad's in the hospital. Um, There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world anyway. There's a lot of collective grief happening in the world, around the world. Um, I am connected with so many people globally, and it's, it's not just an Indiana thing or a U.S. thing. It is happening everywhere. And so that wasn't what I thought this year was going to be. I don't think any one of us, nobody could have predicted predicted that when we thought about 2020 and all our hopes and dreams just even a month or two ago, they're gone. They're totally shattered. And again, usually when I when I talk about things, it might just be a pocket of people who are experiencing it. But right now, we are all experiencing this. And some of what we need to think about is, you know, what are we focusing on? And it's wonderful to have anticipation of great things coming and focusing on what you want to have happen. But it's also important to let go of how it has to look and to have really rigid expectations of what that actually means. Because how I thought my year was going to look and my life was going to look right now is traveling back and forth, going to some amazing places, still interacting with these incredible people in person. Um, All of the things that I thought this year was going to be are different. I thought my dad was doing better. I didn't think he'd be in the hospital. If he was in the hospital, I certainly didn't think we wouldn't be allowed to visit him. There's so many things that are happening right now that were not in my plan. And yet, I 
have to because I honestly, we don't have a choice in so many of these things. So I have to accept what is. And what is is that there's a lot of stuff that sucks, like truly, truly sucks right now. And being able to see that and say that and not beat yourself up for feeling that way and just first and foremost be aware of, okay, what is happening? What is true? And what is available right here, right now in this moment? So what can I focus on when the whole world around me seems to be falling apart? And what can I do when things have to shift? And one of the first things I said about this show was this was supposed to be my first Friday strategies for success that I do every month on the first Friday. And it's the second Friday of April. And the reason why this show got pushed is because I was very, very sick last week. In fact, I thought I had COVID-19 and I even got tested for it. And I actually found out yesterday that I'm negative. I don't have it, Uh, which is great. And I had shifted so much into believing that I had it and embracing that I had it and looking for all the good things about it and even thinking, okay, well, now I don't have to be afraid of getting it because I've got it. (laughs) And I'm getting through it. And I had, you know, almost 10 days of feeling sick. And I thought, okay, um, that's, that's where I am right now. And all I could do last week was not do a show and just listen to my body and rest and realize I, right now, I've got to honor what my body needs. And so I let go of my expectation that I had to be on a live show last week, and I had to do my first Friday, and realize, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't work out like we planned. Sometimes we've got to shift and do what is available, and what was available for me, for my show even, this month, was to do my first Friday strategy for success on the second Friday. And that's okay. Um, that sometimes it it happens the way it happens. And so rather than stressing about it, I allowed my body to sleep. I allowed myself to get the healing that I needed. And here I am, and I'm doing this show, the same exact show. And one of the great things about this topic, Thriving in Turbulent Times, is that I am in the midst of my own most turbulent time. And, you know, I was talking to my sister about just everything going on in the world and everything going on with my dad. And he he actually had, um, he doesn't have coronavirus. He was in the hospital before everything really hit our area very hard. And so he went into the hospital for some swelling. He ended up, we found out he needed open heart surgery. We had to fight to get him that surgery because they weren't going to allow anything other than, you know, emergency, which that really technically was. Um, but he got the surgery. It went very well. And then he had two heart attacks back-to-back on the Friday following his Tuesday surgery. And he's been on life-supported critical care um, for 12 days. He was on the ventilator. And we didn't know every day if he was going to live or what was going to happen or if he was even going to make it through that Friday when he was coding. And, you know, then I got sick on top of it. And um, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And 
it's piled on. And this was after a tough year last year when I had four months out of the year where I was having some, some different physical challenges and I ended up having to have my own surgery. And then I had, um, because of the four months missed, that put me into, you know, some financial situations that were much harder and I had to take on some work that I wasn't loving, but it got me through and paid the bills. And I did what I had to do to get through it. And that has been the theme of my life. And I could go back through every single thing that I've been through, and I think I've talked about some of it in previous shows. But the point is that there is adversity. There is sorrow and struggle and suffering. And that is part of the human experience. And what I've learned through all of this is that we have a choice in how we navigate it. And we can choose to fall completely apart. And sometimes that's needed. Actually, sometimes that's what you need to do is just to embrace where you are and let yourself fall apart and grieve. Grieve where you are. Grieve what's happening. And let those emotions out. That is the healthiest thing you can do is to listen to that need to let those out because stuffing them down or bottling it up and pushing it down is not going to serve you or anyone around you and it will come out in other non-healthy ways. So embrace where you are. I just had a great interview with Juliet Herman a couple weeks ago, and she talks about her three E's. Embrace where you are, and then engage there, and then evolve. When you do those two things first, that is what gets you to the evolution of what you're doing next. And so if you're in grief, embrace the fact that you are there, and engage in that, and experience that grief so that you can move on and move into something new. And sometimes that's what thriving is, is just being fully present with anything that's happening in your life right now and being fully present with grief might be the best way for you to get out of this survival mindset and into thriving to first just let go and let yourself do what you need to do. And think about How would you talk to a friend? So often we're so hard on ourselves, but how would you talk to a friend who's going through tough times? And how would you love them right where they are? And that's how we get to and need to talk to ourselves. So I want to talk a little bit more about that when we get back from break and then talk about moving through and continuing to focus on thriving instead of surviving. So again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We are Inspired Choices. We are on Inspired Choices Network and we're talking about thriving in turbulent times. And we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We're here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about thriving in turbulent times. And right before the break, I was talking about being right where you are and and focusing on where you want to be. But sometimes you first have to deal with what is internally and what you're feeling. And I talked about this this grief. Um, and right now we are all actually experiencing collective grief, grief around the world. We are all grieving what was and what we wanted and what we had expected and letting go of that. And grief is something that we often associate with death and mourning. And as I mentioned, my father has been extremely ill and I haven't known on any given moment, is he still going to be alive today? It's you know, we're we're really hoping and, and praying and and envisioning him fully healing and recovering and getting better. And he's actually one of the people who've taught me the most about mindset. And he's been such an incredible father and and leader of our family. And one of the things he taught me as a very young girl is we get to choose. You know, most people say, are you a morning person or an evening person? And I can tell you everyone in my family is a night owl. That seems to be how we're wired. Um, no matter how many times I try to tell myself I'm not a night owl, that is the reality of how I tend to be and, and my natural tendencies, especially when I let go of any discipline or if I'm just trying to listen to what my body needs, I often tend to go to a later schedule. But um, it's still important to decide if and when you have to get up early in the morning or whatever time you're getting up to start your day, we can choose to say, oh, I'm an evening person, I'm a night owl, I'm not a morning person, and be grumpy all morning. Or we can choose to be like, regardless of any of that, I'm a happy morning person. (laughs) And um, it sounds a little silly or arbitrary or whatever else, but it really makes a difference if you just decide how you're going to be and just be that. And so even though my natural inclination is to not love mornings and to kind of slowly wake up and not be fully functional until usually around 10 a.m., you know, so for me, I've actually designed a life where I can maybe stay a little more quiet in the morning and and do some things in the morning for my own morning routine. But even when I was working in, in corporate America and going, you know, like all of us out to my job, which most of us are not doing right now, But even when I was fighting morning traffic and getting in in the morning and doing everything else, I had a choice to 
not be angry at the traffic and to just recognize everybody's getting to where they need to go and I'm coming in in the morning and I'm going to be cheerful. And um, my father taught that, that, like I said, from a very young age. He was always cheerful in the morning. He wasn't actually a morning person either. Um, my children and I, when my kids were four, I've got triplets, and I went through a divorce when I was four, and we stayed with my parents for about six weeks. And, of course, it was a traumatic time for all of us, and we were all pretty sad about everything. And um, I remember one of my sons in particular, he would just be all slumped over in the morning, and he'd kind of shuffle into the, the kitchen, and my dad was always up making breakfast, um, which was wonderful and amazing. And... Um, he said, this is the happy breakfast room. <laughs> and at four years old, my kids learned that um, they couldn't even come to breakfast unless they decided that they were going to be in a better mood. And so it really helped shift the attitude of everyone and help us all start our day off right, even when we were in the middle of our own turbulent time at that time, uh, to choose to be happy, even when it didn't seem logical or reasonable. For us to be happy, we could still make the choice to spend the moments we had in the morning together around the breakfast table to be happy. And it really does work, and it works at any age. <laughs> and so um, just like we can lead our children into thinking a different way, we can lead ourselves and think of ourselves differently. And I know that we there's four things that we need to do in life as we are, are working on becoming our best selves. And there's four different levels of, of working through things. And the first one is to, to know self. So before you try to go out there and lead a bunch of other people or even lead yourself, first know yourself. Know where you are. Know what's happening with you. And when you know yourself and you have that awareness, then then you can lead yourself. And those are the first two steps. It's all about you initially and internally. And that's the great thing, though, too, is that you have complete control over you. And so before you go out and try to lead the world, lead yourself. And it starts with knowing yourself. So know yourself, lead yourself, know others, and then lead others. And that is the, the pathway to thriving is to be able to be there first and foremost for yourself and then also to be there for others. But if we neglect ourselves, then we don't have the capacity to help others. And I know so many people have heard this before, but if you haven't heard it or even if you have, and it's a good reminder, but it's just like the analogy of being on the airplane and the oxygen mask. And that the, the the way that you're taught of how to use an oxygen mask is to put your own mask on first. Because if you aren't able to get a breath and you aren't able to be alive in those turbulent times of the airplane, um, you can't help the people around you. So put your own on first and then help the people that you might need to help next to you. And it's the same is true in life. So first of all, know yourself. So let's just use that same oxygen example. Know that you need oxygen and the oxygen mask is right there in front of you, and then put it on, and then that's leading itself, maybe in that situation, and then see who else needs help around you. 
be aware of them, know their needs, and then lead them by, in this example, putting their oxygen mask on. So this is a very simplified way, but this is what's happening collectively around the world, is that everyone is in grief. Everyone is grieving. And I've, as I've been walking through all of this with my dad right now, a good friend of mine who recently lost her dad and has been all through all of this, she mentioned something called anticipatory grief. I'd never heard of that term before. Of course, I knew, knew about grief, grief and death and dying, the different cycles that we go through in grief, but this was a little bit different, and it's this anticipatory grief. And in fact, that is actually what we're all going through um, in, in many different ways. And I know a lot of people are already grieving the loss of loved ones, and yet there's still an anticipatory grief on top of that even of more loss of other loved ones and more loss of our own lives. And there's just there's so much grief happening in the world around us. And we are affected by the energy that's around us. And so know that being affected by all of this right now is absolutely what everyone is experiencing and it's very okay for you to experience as well. So naming your discomfort, naming your your fears that are coming up and understanding that it is a grief and a collective grief is a really important first step of leading yourself so that you can also help the people around you. And as I was looking more into that, because that's the first thing I do with awareness, okay, now this is a new term I hadn't heard of, of anticipatory grief, so I started researching that and looking that up because when I know it and I can name it, then I can manage it. And I found this great article on the Harvard Harvard Business Review from um, last end of last month, and they talked about how they were coming together as the, the HBR staff to talk about everything, you know, virtually on these. You know, most of us are on Zoom calls or different calls where we're just seeing a, a screen of faces, and um, they were talking about, in this case, what to talk about on the Harvard Bus- Business Review when so much of our world is facing this pandemic. Um, but even on that call. In this article, they talk about how they also talked about how they were feeling. And so getting to a point where you're also naming how everyone else is feeling too, and that's the most important thing you can be doing right now on any call, on any any business call. It doesn't matter what it is, but first check in with people. How are you doing? And have some real conversations about helping each other keep going. But when you're on that call, if you haven't t- talked about it, with that internally, if you have that own internal dialogue to understand where you are, um, you know, you've got to also bring yourself fully aware to anything that we're doing in our days right now. And so anyway, in this article, they're talking about grief. And and that's what one of the colleagues talked about in that meeting. And so they talked about and, and went ahead and even reached out to David Kessler, who wrote on death and on grief and grieving with uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, um, but he uh, he gave them some some great thoughts of first of all the fact that we are all collectively as the world facing grief and that discomfort that we're feeling is grief, and um, it's a, a lot of different grief. The the world has has changed, and even though we know it's temporary. It doesn't feel that way. We know that things are going to be different. 
And just like going to the airport is forever different after 9-11, things will change. They will not be the same even as we go forward from here. And this is the point at which they change. So right now, we are, are facing that loss of normalcy. We are facing the fear of the economic toll. And we are facing the loss of connection. And it's all hitting us. And we are grieving collectively. And we're not used to this kind of collective grief in the air. And the next thing he said was about anticipatory grief, that we're feeling more than one kind. And anticipatory grief is the feeling we get about what the future holds when we're uncertain. And usually it does center around death. We feel it when someone gets a dire diagnosis or when we have the normal thought that we'll lose a parent someday. Anticipatory grief is also a more broadly imagined future. There is a storm coming, and right now we're actually in the midst already of a big storm, and there's, we know there's more coming. There's something bad out there. And so with a virus, it's really confusing because our primitive mind knows that something bad is happening, but you can't see it, which breaks our sense of safety. So we're feeling that loss of safety. And I don't know that any of us in our lifetime has ever felt this collective loss of our sense of, of general safety in a group like this. And so it's new. And we're feeling it on both a micro and a macro level. So I want to talk more about that when we come back for break. And again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We're talking about thriving in turbulent times. And the first thing we've got to do to thrive is to name where we are. And so that's what we're talking about right now here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you struggle to answer what do you do because you do many different things? Do you want your future clients to know, like, and trust you? Do you want to make LinkedIn work for you? If you're ready for extreme clarity and confidence with opportunities flooding your LinkedIn inbox, Carla Taylor's Bring Your Brilliance Coaching Masterminds and Workshops give you the exact steps to get it done. Don't have time to do it yourself? Carla's LinkedIn Content Ghostwriting Service is exactly what you need. Schedule your free consultation today at bringyourbrilliance.as.me or go to bringyourbrilliance.net. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. 
We are here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Carla Taylor, and we are talking today about thriving in turbulent times. And I want to take a moment to talk a little bit about what I do and how I help people in the world. And I am a LinkedIn strategist and a personal brand evangelist. And it's always important to have a strong personal brand and for people to know you for who you are and not just what you do. And now more than ever, I think we're seeing how important that is because a lot of people are losing their job or having to pivot in their companies or do something different. And if you've spent all of this time either not at all being deliberate about your brand, and this is true whether you're a career you know, lifetime career person working for others or if you have your own business. But if you've not been deliberate about your personal brand and or you've been deliberately building it around what you do, you're kind of at a loss right now because all of a sudden you need to have some some uh, ways for people to know you and, and have that awareness in the world of what you do or how you do it, who you are, and how you're showing up no matter what you're doing. And that's why I talk all the time about how important it is to have a strong personal brand because if people know who you are and what they can count on you for, uh, for example, for me, yes, I do LinkedIn and I do personal branding, but I do actually a lot of other things in leadership development and coaching and training and workshops and everything else. And one of the things that people know about me, no matter what I'm doing with them or what kind of project we're working on, is that I am three things. These are the three things that I brand myself on. And I am a champion of others and finding the wins and helping them achieve it and doing it together collectively. I am a connector. I connect everyone to everyone else that I can, and I, I connect people to resources and to each other. And I'm a cheerleader. I'm going to cheer you on and keep you going and keep you motivated. And those are the three things that are true no matter what I'm working on. And so that's actually what I brand myself around is these three things of how I'm going to show up and what you can count on me for. And so that is, you know, what are your three things or maybe one thing or however many, you know, one, two, or three. I wouldn't go more than three. But if you have something that you're known for, talk about that and be that and start putting that out into the world and put that out onto LinkedIn because right now that's the only real, you know, uh, I mean, online anyway, is the only networking events that are happening is co connecting online. And LinkedIn is the biggest networking event in the world. There's 675 million, probably even more than that right now, people who are on LinkedIn and a lot more people are a lot more active than they've ever been because that is how you're going to go out there and connect and grow your network, whether you're looking for a job, looking for clients, looking for opportunities, looking for people to partner with, whatever it is. LinkedIn is one of the best places, and it always has been, but even more so now, to reach out and expand and grow your network. And you want to be known for how you're showing up because you might be in the midst of figuring out your new normal of what your new role is or your new way of, of operating your business or your new next career. And so get clear on, again, going back to the know self, lead self, know others, and lead others. First, know yourself. Who are you? What is it that matters most to you? And what is it that you want to be known for bringing to every interaction? That's where it starts. Then lead yourself by, you know, putting yourself out there and, and letting people know who you are and how to count on, on you and what you can contribute to any team. And then know others. Go out there and start connecting with others. And, you know, you all know LinkedIn is my favorite platform. Um, and there's all sorts of other ways, though. It doesn't have to be LinkedIn. 
and then lead others and start becoming a leader in whatever team that you're in and um, help help others. How do you serve them? And that's what you should be talking about on LinkedIn and everywhere else is who am I and how can I help you? And so I'm happy to do that. I've helped a lot of people do that. I can do a whole career transition makeover. I can do um, just, you know, even getting your company as you're pivoting and needing maybe some new LinkedIn content. I'm helping some companies with that. So there's there's a lot of ways that I can help. But even if it's just a matter of listening to my show or um, just, you know, finding other resources that, that, that you might need, I'm happy to help and connect. And that's actually what helps me thrive is to be helping others. And so knowing yourself and knowing what makes you thrive is the very first thing you need to do in thriving in turbulent times too because, you know, there's there's four stages of that as well. There's survival, there's um, there's surviving, there's uh, driving where you're you're pushing out towards something, there is arriving where you're getting there, and then there's thriving where you're fully there. And the first step is actually knowing where there is and what it is that you're you're going towards. And that starts with knowing where you are today. So just like, you know, using a GPS, you can't know how to get somewhere until you know where you are to begin with. And then that helps you find your path. And so having a GPS for your own life and being able to thrive in turbulent times is to know where you are right now first and then where you want to go and how to get there. And sometimes that changes. You know, where I wanted to go this month was to have this show last week. (laughs) And sometimes we've got to adjust the timeline or even the destination. But knowing where you are and where you think you're going, you can align and adjust along the way. And that's the whole thing about expectations that I was talking about earlier is it's important to know and even have some expectations around what you're wanting next, but also be not holding on to those so tightly that you're so rigid that you can't go with the flow and change and and allow for change that needs to happen. And so having an idea of that and having a focus on that, but also being completely open to what it needs to be and what needs to change and adjust along the way. And so that's where we are right now collectively is that we're all having to figure out a new everything, new normal. And we don't even know what the future holds. So our new normal, sometimes I can look at, you know, instead of looking out three months or six months or a year, maybe we can look out uh, three days, you know, or or three weeks or, or three minutes, it, you know, just wherever you are is, okay, what can I do right now and what can I handle next? And I know I've had times in my life where I couldn't even look out three minutes, to be completely honest. I had to look at the, just the right now. And all I knew for sure right now was, actually in times of my life, absolutely nothing. I didn't know anything. I didn't feel like I even know what, knew which way it was up. And so I had to hold on to and anchor into whatever it was in that moment that could get me through that moment. And for me, there were two things that I knew to be true, and it's my truth, which is that I, um, I trust God and God is love. And that was the only coherent thought I could actually have in those those moments. And because I've been through really deep, dark times, I've learned what I need to do to get through them. And that's why right now a lot of people would look at everything I have on my plate, and I haven't even put everything out there right now, but I've got a lot even right now in these last two weeks, um, even myself feeling sick and everything else and not knowing if I had COVID and, you know, all of the things that I personally am going through right now and people who know me are like, what? 
how are you not completely floored by all this? How are you not laying in a puddle on the ground? And the truth is, sometimes I am. Sometimes I have to just cry where I am. I spent a lot of yesterday crying. I was worried about my dad, and I didn't know how he was even going to do yesterday. And so, you know, taking some time out to grieve is important. And and understanding what you need in that moment is important. But once you get beyond that moment, which might take some time, and it's okay if it does, and so, so this this idea of thriving in turbulent times isn't like an instant right now I'm always thriving either. <laughs> it's knowing that if your goal is to survive, you're only going to be looking at surviving. And if your goal is to thrive, then you're going to be looking there and being, doing some things differently. But what you're doing in the moment might be just getting through this moment. And that's part of your pathway to survive. That's part of what you need to do to get there. And so you can eventually get beyond that. But sometimes there was there was one particular time in my life where I think for weeks on end, I did some things I had to do to get through the day to, you know, get food on the table. But even that, I couldn't really do. So I asked for help. And that's the other thing is knowing when to ask for help. Um there were several weeks where I had to ask even strangers or, you know, people that I didn't know as well, can you help me get a meal on the table for my kids? Because I couldn't function in those times. And I could only focus on getting myself through the day and then when my kids were home from school, getting them too. And that's okay sometimes. Like, that's all you can do sometimes. And that's okay. Like, don't be so hard on yourself and don't beat yourself up. And realize that you want to have the, the, the love and grace and compassion that you have for others, you've also got to have that for yourself. And I know some people look at, at themselves as their, their inner child, and that's a great technique. And that's something that I've used a lot in the past, especially when I had a really hard time showing myself any grace or love or compassion, was to think of myself as the three-year-old version of myself. And I'd even look at pictures and, and remind myself that that's the little girl inside of me that's often reacting in fear and reacting to chaotic situations and feeling terrified in them. And yet I'm an adult now and I can think about things differently and I do have more control over where I put my mind and understanding the world in a much better way than I did when I was three years old. And so I talk to myself sometimes and talk to that inner child and you know, even have internal dialogue that it's okay, I'm here. And and you can go and, and be a little girl and go and play and not worry about all these things because I'm going to do that for you and I'm going to take that over because I'm more capable of it than you are. And it's like releasing that part of myself that is almost hijacking everything because it's panicking and it's fear and it's anxiety. But when I'm able to see it and face it and name it, and in my mind, one of my favorite things to do when I was little was to climb trees. And so I tell that little girl, go climb a tree and go, you know, do the things that you need to do. Now, I guess at three, I wasn't completely climbing trees. <laughs> Maybe it's a little tiny tree. But the point is, like, let that fear-based reaction in you, if it, it's that that really, you know, the amygdala response of the fight or flight or, you know, the things that are starting to feel like they're hijacking your emotions and just talk to yourself that's getting super emotional and scared and panicky and just say, it's okay. And and sometimes the only way to be okay 
is to, like I said, focus on the moment and hook into some sort of anchor. For me, like I said, it was a phrase repeating over and over, I trust God and God is love. And I knew the only choice that I had in those moments of panic and anxiety and fear were to, there was, everything in life comes down to two choices. You can choose love or you can choose fear. That's it. That's the only thing that actually exists and the choice that we actually have when we boil everything down to its core essence, it's love or fear. And if I was choosing love, then I wasn't in fear, even for a split second. So every split second that I could choose love, I was choosing love instead of fear. And another way to think about that is gratitude. If you're in gratitude for what you do have, you can't feel fear and gratitude or fear and love at the same time. So any moment that you're choosing gratitude or love, you're choosing also not to fear. And so sometimes it comes down to this micro level of choosing in each moment love. But as you do that more and more, it grows and grows so that more and more of your time is spent in love and gratitude versus fear. And so that's the very first step of anything else, of getting from survival to thriving is by starting with choosing love in every single moment. In this moment, we are going to take a break and come back to the show here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We're talking about thriving in turbulent times, and we'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. Today we are talking about thriving in turbulent times. I am Carla Taylor, your host here on the Inspired Choices Network. And right before the break, we were talking about um, grief. We were talking about naming and being where you are. We were talking about choosing love versus fear um, in any given moment. And earlier I had referenced an article on the Harvard Business Review. It was actually called The Discomfort You're Feeling is Grief, written by Scott Baronato. And it's in their um, emotional intelligence uh, topic area. And so I want to continue a little bit more with that because, again, being aware of and naming where you are is the first step to anything else of getting to where you want to go, which is to, again, focus on where you want to be in a thriving way and the more you can get clear on getting there, then you're going to be able to go towards what you're going going after. Even if it has to change along the way, 
you're focused on where you want to be and not just all of the, the yuck coming at you. And one of the things that I um, have also held on to, I talk about, talk about these anchoring phrases or anchoring visions. And I actually had a vision many, many years ago about being in the midst of all of this chaos and the storm and all the things coming at me. And it was, um, it was actually, uh, it reminded me of both like things that you've seen with like a tsunami and also a, a, like a tornado at the same time. So all of these different images were in my mind of the swirling storm and the rushing waters and the, the wind and the, the things flying at me in the air. And I just remember feeling completely overwhelmed by everything coming at me and it was way too much and I couldn't even find solid footing and I just, I was lost in the midst of this horrendous storm. And in my vision, you know, my faith, I I am a Christian and I believe in Jesus, I believe in God, and I know everybody has different ways that they think about faith, but for me, that's what I was seeing. And so I was lost and all of these things were coming at me. And I remember in my mind, like, wait, look up. And I looked up and I, in my vision, saw Jesus' hand. And he was holding his hand out to me, right in front of me. I didn't even have to, like, reach for it. It was just right there. I just had to grab on. So I was like, oh, and I grabbed on, and I just looked up at Jesus holding my hand, and I started to feel peace in the midst of all the stuff coming at me, and it started to feel so much better. But then all of a sudden, this giant thing was coming at my head, and I turned, and I looked, and there was like this giant semi or a cow or I don't know, some big giant thing coming at me, and all of a sudden, all these other things were coming at me, and I started to like be like, I can't, like, how can I possibly even hold on during all this time, and all this stuff was coming, and then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Where am I, like, is, where's his hand? I need his hand. And I looked up and it was still right there. Like it hadn't moved at all. And I was the one who'd let go. And so I grabbed it again. But this time I kept my focus there. And instead of looking at everything else, I just kept telling myself, look there, look there, look there, look where I want to go. And as I continued to look there, he pulled me all the way up and out of it onto this up above solid place up there that I could be in and stand on. And that is where we're going, is to this solid ground above the storm or, you know, the clear above the clouds. You know, if you've ever been on an airplane in turbulence, the way they often get out of turbulence is by flying up and getting up above it. And so focus on where you want to go. And even going along with the, the, the turbulence theme of, of airplanes, you know, there's this great quote by Henry Ford that when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And so as we go and take off against the wind and then we fly all the way up above the turbulence and we can see those clear skies, that's what we want to focus on is where are we going and how can we get there and maybe we have to take some detours along the way, but we've got to focus on where we're going and not just on all of the things coming at us at once. And so going back to this article about grief, and, and the collective grief that we are all feeling. Um, and the advice is what, what can we do to manage all this grief? And first it starts again with understanding the stages. And the other thing to know about these stages is that they don't happen in a linear way or any particular order. It's not a map, but it does provide like a, some scaffolding or a way to structure what's happening for this unknown world. So of course there's denial, which for a lot of us we're saying early on, um, you know, this virus won't affect us. You know, I, I know as Americans watching other parts of the world, we're like, oh, well, that's still happening in China. That's happening in Italy. It's not happening here. 
Then there's anger. You're making me stay home and taking away my activities. There's bargaining. Okay, if I social distance for two weeks, everything will be better, right? There's sadness. I don't know when this will end. And then finally there's acceptance. This is happening. And I have to figure out how to proceed. And with acceptance, that is where the power lies. We can find control in the acceptance. So in this example, it might I can wash my hands. I can keep a safe distance. I can learn how to work virtually. And so there's, there's, there's so much that we can do right now. So think about what can you control. Maybe it's just where you land your thoughts in every moment choosing love and fear. Maybe it's like the happy breakfast room where you can choose to have an attitude of joy even when you don't feel like it and decide to start your day that way, way and focus on the things that you do have. And the more you do that, the more that grows. And the more you grow, the more that you're going to be firmly planted where you are. And like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, of like the tree being planted where you are and thriving there, now is the time to grow your roots and go deeper than maybe you've ever gone before of being right where you are. And then what are the things that water you and your leaves and, and provide nourishment? And for a lot of us, it's, it's connecting with others and, and getting the things that we need and doing some deep internal work and having that choice of freedom in our own minds first. And and when we're grounded and we're planted and firmly with deep roots where we are, then no matter what's coming at us, that wind or anything else, it doesn't move the giant oak, mighty oak, you know. And, and so we've, we've got to grow strong right now where we are so that just like my friends and family are noticing that I've spent years doing this, that when all of this is coming at me and I'm in the midst of my own everything at this moment, I can still be strong. I can still have this show and do this show and and talk to you even in the midst of my own turbulent times because I've spent so much time knowing self and leading self and knowing how others work and how I connect with others that I can also help lead others even as I'm still doing this work for myself. So it's it's not a once and done end all be all. It's a continuous cycle of continuous growth and continuous shifting and adjusting to what is. But focus on what you can control and focus on what is, and that's where you're going to be brilliant and to be brave and to be bold and be you. And so this is Carla Taylor on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. And this is my reminder to you to be brilliant. Bring your brilliance. And it's time to bring it, even if it starts just with yourself today. That's how you're going to be able to bring it out to the world. So I am so happy that you joined me today. And I am so happy that you are. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.